You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, Happy New Year from SprottMoney.com and Sprott Money News. This is your weekly wrap-up for the final Friday of 2016. It's Friday, December 30th. Joining us one last time for 2016 is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, happy New Year to you and all the listeners. Let's uh, hope we can start off 17 like we started off 16. And uh, it looks like 16th ending at least semi-decently for us. So let's see where it takes us. You're right, Eric. It looks a lot like it did last year. Everybody's calling for higher interest rates, a stronger dollar, just like they were at this time last year. And a lot of perma bears out in force calling for sub $1,000 gold. But as you point out, we're having a pretty good week, aren't we? It's been uh, been pretty exciting so far. And uh, I would say that generally, you know, when you look at the news in, in the world, uh, there's every reason to believe that uh, the interest in gold will be very, very strong again in uh, 17, notwithstanding what you know, the U.S. institutions coming in and out of these uh, ETFs all the time. Uh, but I suspect that um, the uh, the interest will be uh, quite firm on, on, on the basis of what's happening at on, on ground level here. I think there's lots of countries where people can certainly appreciate that gold is a very, very attractive alternative versus uh, owning fiat currencies. And it has had a good year. As we speak here on Friday morning, it's up about $100 on the year, at least as versus the U.S. dollar, which makes it up about 9.4%. But doubling that is silver, which, yeah, it's off its highs, but it started so low. It set a pretty low bar for itself. It's up 17% year-to-date, and I've already seen some charts and some news stories about how silver is one of the top four or five asset classes for all of 2016. Uh, and, uh, you know, the top asset class, I think, for 2016 might very well have been gold stocks. And we've seen a heck of a move so far this week, Eric, and, and, and I do want to get your opinion on that. As we speak on Friday morning, the HUI index, the HUI, is up 13% on just the week, Eric. And uh, that that kind of brings to mind a few other stock indices, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I find it interesting that that the gold stocks can do in one week what the market, the general stock market, uh, took 52 weeks to do. And that's the general stock market in the States. I mean, a lot of other markets, the European market's done nothing. The Chinese market's uh, gone down this year. So, you know, on a, on a worldwide basis, this, these gold stocks have been uh, most impressive. And I noticed that I think CNBC was running, you know, the top five performers for the year. And at least two of them were gold stocks this year. So... Um, there's, there's been a great performance. Unfortunately, we had to deal with this decline in October, November, and sort of halfway through December. But I think the rally this week shows you how quickly the mood can change and how quickly the valuations can change. And maybe we'll get another one of those. You know, we, we had, were we up 150%, uh, something like that, uh, within a, four or five months of uh, the start of 16. So maybe we can get that kind of action started again uh, this year. And Eric, you've been at this for a while, so I'd, I'd, I wanted to get your opinion on this. We noted earlier this week that the action in the shares this week might be significant. If they fell further, you'd, it'd be a sign of more profit-taking and, and tax loss selling and that type of stuff. But here in the last week of the year to get a move like this in the shares, is that a good sign for what's to come? Well, I think it's an excellent sign, and there probably was some tax loss selling because as you know, at the high, there's always a lot of volume, right? So a lot of people took positions at the high, 
And, of course, come uh, December, those were in loss positions, and uh, so people probably were taking losses going into year-end. Uh, so that's, it's the type of thing that typically happens to the gold stocks. They tend to rally starting in, like, the third or fourth week of December. And uh, I, I think the same might be true of gold here. Like, my whole view of gold, and I know it's a very skeptical view, is that the uh, the commercial bankers had gold exactly where they wanted it for year-end. Bonuses collected. Thank you very much. We're off our short position. Thank you very much. Now we can go into the new year and let's see how we're all going to play it this year. And so I, I have a very strong feeling that that because the commercials have done their thing yet again, and they're almost in a relatively neutral position, that the chances for gold and silver to to rise early in the year look uh, look most impressive. And as we look forward, Eric, just a couple of themes for 2017 I want to bounce off of you, and then we'll we'll wrap up, and you can get the party hats out and the champagne and everything else, and we'll start a new – you can start your New Year's Eve celebration. Uh, first and foremost, looming out there for everyone to see if they look is this EU banking crisis. Uh, Monty Pasci was nationalized. The oldest bank in the world was nationalized by Italy just last week. All of the EU banks seem to be in trouble. We're talking maybe bail-ins, negative interest rates. This would seem to be a rather significant note for gold in 2017. Well, you know, the, the best thing that can ever happen to gold is that people lose confidence in banks, which I don't know why they haven't before this, okay, because banks are incredibly levered institutions. I mean, it's just shocking that they're ever allowed to be as levered as they are, knowing how volatile the asset values are and and the liabilities, which is the deposits, stay the same value, but the assets are moving up and down all the time. So the last thing you want to have is is a lot of volatility. And uh, it's not just in Europe. I mean, there's this uh, comments about India, you know, that there's this cash shortage and maybe everyone will panic and try to get their money out of the bank and, and leave it out permanently. Well, of course, if they do that, I mean, you can have, end up with bank runs. Uh, we've essentially had a bit of a bank run in Italy here. Uh, there's talk that on January 1st, there's what they call a reset where people are allowed in China to take another 50,000 uh, out of the country as of Jan 1st. Well, you know, a lot of people are looking at the yuan and thinking, hey, maybe it's a good bet that I should be converting uh, another 50,000. And there was a discussion in Zero Hedge that if 1% of the people did it, they would be something like $700 billion dollars. Of, of money, mm-hmm. if one percent of the people did it, that uh, that would have to be converted from one to something else. And I, of course, I salivated the thought of some of these people maybe wanting to buy gold uh, because it wouldn't take much to uh, to push the gold price higher here, particularly with the market seemingly in a bit of a neutral position. So I think we have uh, all those currency situations in the world, and I just mentioned a few of them. I and mean, you could take. I mean, there's probably a hundred countries out there whose currency is looking uh, particularly weak, including the country I'm from, Canada, and the country I'm in, Mexico. I mean, I can't believe it's 20 pesos to the dollar today. It's just been a crushing uh, situation for most countries, the decline in the value of the currency. So, um, yeah, the same things hold true today that uh, held true before that the banking system's weak, because people are losing confidence in, in having their money in a bank, which they should have done long ago. So, yeah, I think uh, 
that could continue to play out as we go forward here, the whole banking crisis. And I think it'll spread. We even have a bit of a banking crisis in Japan with Toshiba having fallen 50% here in no time. And it's had a negative impact on some of the major banking stocks over there. So it's, it's alive and well, believe me. Well, and one other theme that is going to dominate the headlines as we as we flip the calendar is is this idea of whether the economy around the world is growing. It's starting to look a little bit like that old stagflation from the 70s, and we know how gold benefited in that environment. And what's going to happen with interest rates, Eric? You know, a lot of folks think that the Fed's going to just keep raising short rates and it's all very predictable. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the economy and interest rates for 17? Well, uh, first of all, I... I, I... I don't know why the Fed raises rates and pretends they have, they have some kind of economic recovery when there really isn't one. The only, and we've talked about this before, the fact is they took rates, you know, down to almost zero, which made car and home purchases uh, a lot easier for the average consumer. Now, of course, we have rates going back up, which changes things very, very dramatically where the cost of owning a home just went up by uh, 30% for the average guy because of the 100 beep increase in mortgage rates. So I don't really believe that we, we can continue with rate increases, that it's all a bit of a mirage and like fake news that we have this economic recovery, which I think is, is modest at best. So my own view is that we're not going to see further rate increases, and we will see in time that the data suggests that the Trump rally was, was a bit of a phony in fact, me and my own skeptical mind, I think that, well, we're going to rally this after Hillary got elected, and oops, Hillary wasn't elected. What are we going to do, guys? Well, let's rally it anyway, okay? <laughs> Just to, to make it good for a year and give everyone hope. Uh, but I, I think that uh, the economic data is not strong. Uh, when we, I suspect that the Christmas sales were disappointing here. We haven't really had any official word on it yet. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm not a believer and haven't been a believer in the, the economy. And the only thing that's kept it going was the very low interest rate environment. And now that's, that punch bowl has been taken away here. So it, it could get uh, very difficult going into 17. Well, either way, my friend, we've had a lot of fun here in 2016 di- dissecting this every week and discussing it. And I think the table's been set for a, an even more interesting 2017, don't you? Well, I, I'm sitting here thinking, I sure hope it's like the first four or five months of last year, you know, when we used to be able to talk about how great everything was, and all of a sudden they pull the, the carpet out from under us. But, uh, yeah, we look forward to those kind of days, and uh, uh, this starts of the week uh, looks very ominous, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, we'll get the same kind of performance uh, early in 17 that we had in 16. We can, we, we can really enjoy these things instead of uh, being very sober in our thoughts, so... We'll all look forward to 17. I, I hope it's a good year. And uh, one thing we all know is, given time, we know what's going to happen to the financial system. You can't cause growth by increasing debt. And uh, so if you have gold and silver, and I'm happy to see that gold and silver did as well as they did this year, and the stocks, of course, did as well as they did. So it's been a not bad year when you you when you put it all together. And uh, we got a good uh, jump going into 17. So uh, we'll look forward to uh, to our chats uh early in the new year it should be a lot of fun but for now i'll give you the rest of the year off eric <laughs> great thank you very much and uh, all the best to you your family and, and all the listeners uh, let's hope we have a prosperous 2017 you too my friend and from all of us here at sprotmoney.com and sprotmoney news thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next friday <laughs>